Alright guys, so I'm going to finally try to tap into this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be because I'm kind of covering a little bit of info. But let's get right into it. You can't deny or ignore that everything is energy or spirit. So why not put some intention behind it? Conscious connection to the physical, meaning anything you can touch, is a reconnecting channel to God, spirit, and your source energy. Do see and wear or ingest things that come from a source of love, but give yourself grace. It's a lot. Take it slow. You're not going to die if you don't. Your body will have to work just a little bit harder to keep you going. But if you set an intentional prayer, you can relax and do things gradually. It's a journey, remember? Ways you can do this is, you know, shopping black owned or from people who are passionate about their mission, purpose, and love, what they do, and are diverse or for equality. So it's not always just black because, like I say sometimes, all your skin folk ain't your kin folk, or all your kin folk ain't your skin folk, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just look for integrity. Do nothing without intention. Keep God first in everything you do. I'm trying to teach how the worldly things can affect you spiritually through your psyche. And when I say psyche, I mean more than just the mind. I mean your spirit, mind, body, heart, and soul by either uplifting it or weighing it down. These are the things that get you moving on your journey. Um, Make the mundane and superficial everyday crap have meaning. This is about giving God's grace to the abandoned race, the African-Americans, or at least making them aware of what they've always had and have been doing subconsciously. Let's take a look at a major example of how African-Americans made the seemingly mundane thing have spiritual meaning. And when I say mundane, mundane are the everyday, boring, you know, kind of things that we do a routine, you know, go to work, cook, clean, yada, yada, yada. So let's look into it. African-American vernacular English, A-A-V-E, is an example of the suppression of, once again, the African and Caribbean dialects rooted in the English language used every day by all. So something that the way we talk in everyday language, the roots of it have been, once again, suppressed or, you know, um, withheld. So we don't even have that appreciation for that. But also it's a testimony to the resourcefulness and resilience of the African-American culture and how our ancestors created a language that was like a gumbo from the frequent social encounters of many different African tribes and uh, Caribbean uh, tribes and people from other regions of the world who spoke different languages, you know, i.e. like the poor, uneducated British settlers who were overseers of the slave plantations. Now, I'm not a historian. I'm not pretending to be a historian. So you can do your own further research on African-American vernacular. But the essence of what I'm trying to highlight, just focus on that. Um, Language is a powerful tool used to communicate ideas and secret codes. So creating this language was how we use their simple form of communicating as a tool to like sort of a weapon to empower and keep us connected. Just like. Our food, we had to add flavor (laughs) and soul to another bland, boring thing we were forced to adopt into our newly oppressed lives. Historically, has 
history has made African Americans and black indigenous people create various ways to hide and sustain our culture, traditions, essence, soul, and ultimately spirituality from the colonizer. And just like the church, you know, when we used to congregate there and hide and have meetings and secret meetings there because that was something that was overlooked, um, we created a way to continue to rise. Using our unique language has played a major role in the efforts to maintain our roots despite the heinous acts of violence and systemic oppression we have faced for centuries because it was overlooked and taken for granted. This maintained a sense of interconnectivity amongst people who had nothing but their bodies and voice and barely that, trying to squeeze blood from a turnip. But hey, we don't know how to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps, though. We've been doing it. At what point does the equity kick in, though? We're given the bare minimum, beaten, raped, emasculated, given scraps of meat as food, and forced to work strenuous laborious hours without validation, any remorse, trying to gain value for the work that we did and the ability to do it and gain somebody else money like make it make sense there's a video i mentioned it in another one of my videos on um hair and spirituality you can look into that on youtube uh, i'm gonna try to link it once I get my YouTube up and running and figure out how to post other people's videos, I'm going to start posting other people who I vouch for and I like the content they're putting out. I'm going to put it on my page as somewhat as kind of an umbrella of healing, a collective of healing healers, you know, trying to uh, enlighten and uh, wake up the community. But um, look at the roots. History playing, playing the dozens. The person who talks about the hair and spirituality, she also talks about that. It was a ranking game used to build mental strength. So they turned something as easy as using words, again, to create some mental strength. And I talked about that in one of my um, past videos, so um, you can look into that. And I will post that video as well so you can see it from that way. Um, and Capueta, I don't know if people know about that, but it's, it was a dancing tactic that was used to disguise a fighting, um, like training to learn how to fight and defend ourselves against the oppressor. Then you have gospel music as healing the vibration and its effects has on our ancestral spirit. These old, like, um, old hymns, they were used during slavery to keep our spirits up and keep us liberated and to, um, how can I say, communicate different secrets and codes. So you see how we have use basic simple things as singing and speaking and dancing but we have given them d deeper meanings um speaking in tongues that's a form of chanting and what's funny is the roots of these things have been oppressed in our society in western society in america and they rebrand them and they appropriate them um basically black spirituality, African-American spirituality, African spirituality, whatever, has been appropriated by Western society and other um, religious practices for forever. Like, the roots of it are stripped out and they're reframed and, and changed the name or, you know, used as something else. Like, you know, we, we know about chanting, but then it's like, okay, what about tongues? Or, you know, we know about uh, other types of vibrational healing, but we don't realize how healing uh, gospel music is. Or we know about... Um, all these other modalities of energy healing, but we don't realize praying is the foundation of energy healing. So it's like, you see how all of our roots have been oppressed? 
But um, another thing, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but even on a cellular or genetic level, think about sickle cell trait. This was something that was uh, a physiological adaptation from, you know, um, when we were receiving, uh, I believe, malaria. Like in Africa, we were getting um, that disease a lot. And so our body naturally ad- adapted to to have like the sickle cell trait. And in some way, it prevents you from getting that. But it's like, do you even see, even on a, on a like genetic or biological level, we even, <laughs> our spirits even created a way to um, adapt and continue to rise. Um, okay, so ponder this. Think of how black and Caribbean people cleanse meat with vinegar and salt to get all of the physical and metaphysical impurities and properties off of the food. We are very intuitive people. We just don't know it. We have been doing it unconsciously. The spiritual roots are there. They've just been demonized and oppressed and um, deco- or coded so that now we have to go back and decode them and get to the roots of it so we can harness our own power and not lean on everybody else for something that has been innately ours, if that makes sense. We were left with nothing, and so we had to make the best of everything. So when New Age spirituality comes along and starts making us feel like we got to stop doing all the things that we have that have sustained us for all our lives. There becomes this level of classism and spiritual hierarchy, which doesn't exist based on your likes and interests. For example, food moves me. I love it. But the pressure of thinking I would be doing something so detrimental to my soul for eating a burger is extreme. Ground in faith and set intentions as you go along in your journey. Do things for the right reasons and for what's best for you and your spirit. And I finally posted my uh, my prayers so you can see them on my blog if you follow the link to my website. So, um, yeah, check those out. And I'm all about autonomy and personal sovereignty. So look at them. Use them as a reference, but tweak them for your own needs. I'm sorry if you can hear the lawnmower. They're cutting the grass outside. <laughs> um, once again. Make the mundane and superficial everyday crap be the gateway to what I call God consciousness. And it's basically, um, it's like a higher level of consciousness, just a higher perspective of connection. People also call it like divine consciousness and reconnectivity to your true and authentic self. Don't get distracted with the psychological, medical, or neurotic mumbo-jumbo. If it doesn't liberate your spirit or resonate with your heart and soul, just let it go. (laughs) Self-confidence and self-love to nurture your wounded ancestral inner child and impressed or marginalized spirit. So, these are things that the mundane can help you with. It can help you with God consciousness. It can help you with self-confidence and self-love. Um, it can help you with holistic wellness, mental clarity, physical fitness, emotional recognition, regulation, and honoring and releasing. It can help you with uh, stress and anger management, which is a bonus. Um, it can help you with coming out of the spiritual closet conquering depression and anxiety by being yourself with freedom of self-expression 
Um, it can help you with spiritual connection and nurturing. It kind of goes back to coming out of a spiritual closet. So these are things that simple, mundane, everyday things can be used for. Um, black people have been doing this naturally and intuitively for centuries. This is why we are very emotional creatures by nature. This chaotic energy, the seemingly unreasonable attitudes and dramatic or ratchet nature of doing the most allows for a release of pent-up energy. We are stabilizers of, of this earth. We are victims of products and products of being in an environment of relentless stress, terror, and heinous crimes and traumatic depictions. They even have actual meditations and trauma books on these normal behaviors humans and other animals do to process trauma and energy, but none of it ever gets back to the group everyone is secretly watching and learning from. And like I said, it has been coded so deeply that it doesn't really point to the relativity to us. It just, it'll be something general, you know, um, but we, we look at it and, and we, and I and I go back and I'm like, we do that anyway by doing this. That's that. That's really just just do, doing that. You know what I'm saying? So our everyday habits have been our saving grace all along. We just got to become consciously and subconsciously aware of them to rewire our subconscious and see these new patterns with with the intentional prayer to heal. So. Stress, burnout, crying, sadness, depression, grief, anger, rage, and fear, and terror, and anxiety are some of the biggest roadblocks us healing and coming home to God due to their negative stigmas in this perfectionist social media era. So these blockers from coming home to God, these blockers from healing, which to me is one and the same, but... It puts us in a depressed state holistically in our whole energetic system. But our souls and ancestors intuitively through God's grace have embedded ways in which give us an excuse to release and honor these energies, feelings, thoughts, emotions in a more ac- in a more culturally appropriate way to avoid the guilt, shame, or judgment, even when it seems unexplainably dramatic. For example, so I'm going to give you some examples of normal everyday things that we do and how it can help you release these things and how we use them to release these things but we don't we don't even really see like why we're doing it and and how it helps us um roller coasters you scream you you can release panic you can release anxiety funerals tragic news or sad uh traumatic movies you can release sadness depression and you can cry without you know those guilt shame and all that um, having a baby, you can uh, give space to that sweetness energy within you. Even as, you know, for men especially, there's a lot of um, emotional roadblocks they have based on masculinity and homophobia. But um, then you have, and that's so that's the same thing with pregnancy. Women, when they're pregnant, they, they can be in their more uh, divine feminine energy. They can be more receptive because people see them as more, uh, you know, weaker or, you know, needing more help. It's kind of like elderly or children. Like they're, now they're more have that excuse and they don't have to be such in their divine masculine energy. Um, relationships, you can have an excuse to be jealous, distrust, abandonment, or, or rejection. These energies that have already been, always have been within you, but now you use your relationship as a way to kind of express those emotions. Then you have playing with your kiddos. 
This is a way to release excitement, stillness. I mean, I'm sorry, excitement, silliness, drama, and theatrics. You know, just being goofy, silly, wild, and unapologetically, like, crazy. You know, but you go, oh, I'm just doing it with my kiddos, whatever. Um, then you have getting high until it becomes stigmatized. You know how we are in our culture. We're like, ah, everybody... So you smoke about 20 blunts and you still talking about, man, I ain't even high. Well, why do you smoke? My cousins laugh at me all the time. I'm like, why do people who smoke weed, I always say they ain't high and they don't smoke about five. So if, if you're not high after that, you shouldn't smoke no more because it's, it's not doing its job. But anyway, getting high, the excuse to be your authentic self. And it goes right into getting drunk. You know, people always say the liquid courage. So you use these substances to kind of make yourself feel like, oh, I'm acting this way because I'm I'm high drunk. No, that's really just how you want to act. Um, and it's also good for social anxiety. And then, um, well, I want to say good for it, but that's also why people use it as well. So um, then you have comedy entertainment. This is a way to express and get out that laughter and that happiness. Yes, black people have to find an excuse to be happy. <laughs> we literally get judged and judged for everything. Then you have scary movies. It's a way to release fear and terror and, and panic as well. <clears throat> then you have creating conflict, arguments, and, um, and situations of you know injustice. These are ways that we can release uh, anger, rage, and that chaotic energy as well. All in the name of releasing energies. All of these things, these everyday things. Um, these regular everyday tasks can have many spiritual purposes. you got to know how to cultivate it through prayer and intention, just like our ancestors did. Harness their wisdom as tools to continue the marathon. This, in essence, has been our way of stress management, a.k.a. energy overload, and to release repressed emotions or energy in motion which in these trying times is well needed. The more you become aware of your body and emotions, the better you can stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And I have an episode on stress and the emotional and physical bodies. You can check those out. They're all interconnected. Um, you can't really work with the body without working with emotions and energy. So, um, you know, it's all interconnected. And so let's get to solutions for making the mundane have spiritual meaning. Faith in God and prayer is necessary. Like I said, my prayers are up on my blog. Um, it's necessary to continue in this journey. You're not being asked to put your trust in everyone, but God resides in all living things. So know that the Creator's power can overpower any being. Um, awareness of God's grace and intuitive blessings. We didn't realize God had given us the ability to write freestyle make people laugh laugh at others beatbox playing basketball dancing twerking these are all passions that fuel us with those chills that's how you know it's raising your vibration and you know lifting your spirits we just have not been consciously aware of these perceived or labeled frivolous or superficial worldly things and sometimes labeled even more obscene things they have really been our saving grace the whole time. God and our ancestors were really ingenious and resourceful to create a way for us to connect to spirit naturally and instinctively without being in our head or needing others to diagnose or tell us about ourselves. See the bigger picture. Don't think your athleticism is your defining self-worth, but a gift from God showing you you are blessed and highly favored and the things that bring you peace have been overlooked 
looked and monetized or exploited for societal manipulation. You have to be conscious of this and take your power back, harnessing the fun within, giving mundane talents, meaning and purpose. For example, use your platform not only for financial advancement, but also to liberate your spirit and heal others. To let love and light into your life. Entertainers like comedians, actors, singers, athletes are God's gift to this world. Their purpose is to use their platforms for good to bring light to those in traumatic and stressful environments, even if only for a few minutes or hours. Use the mundane to get the vibes right. So the other day, I was feeling like, you know, stressed. It was Juneteenth, and I can tell I could feel the energy, you know, of everyone. That stress is it, deep within us. So... Um, I created the, the, the a nostalgic feeling of safety within the visual through. So you create the nostalgic or feelings of safety within using visualizations and um, feelings. The mind doesn't know the difference. The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference from something that you pretend to do versus like genuine. Like if you start fake laughing, the mind will still receive and give the same responses if it was something that you really thought was funny. Or if you're watching a traumatic show on TV, your mind will still will put you in a state of really of of like if, if that was really happening. So think of how we've been doing this in our culture forever. For example, you know everybody has that Sunday meal. We you know back in the day had a memory of grand of their big mom or grandmother cooking a good home cooked meal, listening to their favorite old school jams, um, you know singing, dancing, whatever, drinking. You know just the vibes. What do you think we get that from? Like, man, someone's off about their vibe, or something, something didn't feel right. Or we have these little sayings that we've been saying, and we just don't haven't put two and two together. You know that they have a deeper meaning, and that's why I always say cliches are, you know, always overlooked, but they do have a deeper meaning and root. But yeah, so this is what I did. I started making some gumbo. I put on my you know, old school jams, Kim Maxwell, Neo Soul, Sade, Luther, all these old school things that just put me in a in a in a state of when when I felt like the world was a better place. You know, I was singing along along to some of them, dancing, drinking my little glass of wine, and you know, just it was a great thing. But setting my intention that this food is gonna provide love, light, and healing energy to my family, and and you know, I'm transmuting the stress as well. So the stress that I had is being transmuted into love as I make this food. So you see, um, the mundane can also help you come out of the spiritual closet and actually live as a human and not a robot. And once I post this video, I'm going to have another segment on why being human is spiritual. Um, get out of the car. Stop being lazy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm lazy. Like I said, I'm lazy spiritual. Get out there in the world live don't go through the drive through <laughs> don't be scared to interact with people no matter how ignorant they may be this is part of your experience not to be sheltered i know the pandemic kind of threw everybody off and maybe purposely for that matter but you can't allow that to stop you from living that's why i say prayer and faith is important and it's the foundation of everything because when you have faith in god and pr and, and prayer and you prayed up nothing can can get to you like nothing can touch you you unstoppable you got a whole team you have god's unlimited infinite power behind you 
But um, the mundane, let's get to what else it can help you do. It can help you tap into your divine energy. For women, prioritizing things that make you feel sexiness, creativity, sweetness, and beauty. You know, I'm I'm going to name some things, but it can go deeper than that. Getting your nails done, wearing a sexy dress, or, or um, you know, whatever, t- to tap into that divine feminine energy. For men, prioritizing things that make you feel powerful, manly, like a great provider, to channel or tap into your divine masculine energy, none of which are based on societal social norms or Eurocentric standards, but your own redefining. So I named a couple examples, but, you know, like I said, you choose what makes you feel powerful. It doesn't have to be this or that. You And women, you choose what makes you feel creative, sexy, and, you know, abundant or, you know, just receptive of receiving. Um, don't get so stuck on an identity, a label, or movement that you lose yourself. As black people, a lot of times we feel pressures to be certain ways, to be, uh, uh, you know, considered part of the black community or loyal to the black community. You know, we guilt ourselves a lot. Um, I will be doing specific videos for the divine feminine and masculine energies in the future as well. But for me, for example, I used to say, oh, I don't wear purses because I'm not girly. You know, when I was a kid, I was considered the tomboy and so I held on to that label for a long time and it put me through a lot of confusing things um on so many levels but I, I took that to heart like I got too rigid with it and I'm like oh no I don't wear prices oh no I don't really hang with girls oh no all this stuff and I'm like do I really not oh I don't like flowers oh I don't like um romantic stuff and it's like all this stuff I was just telling myself because of the conditioning and not really actually asking do I but maybe I do like it or maybe I do like this or or you know or I'm not gonna uh shave or wear a weave just to prove some sort of solidarity as a feminist and I'm part of the black community or ain't no man gonna tell me what to do or control me all of these narratives and that's why I say don't get so hung up on these labels, identities, and movements that you lose essence of your true essence of what you really want. You know what I mean? And you can battle with that. And a lot of times you have that rebellious energy. And just it's just so much stuff that, that you just have to sit with your own spirit. That's why I say get to know your spirit. But you live and you learn. Each one teach one. That's why I'm here to, you know, tell you things that, you know, making help you from you know preventing you from doing stuff that i did uh, the mundane can also help you with diy self-services it intensifies your power um doing your own manicures pedicures doing your own hair making your own products for your body or whatever cooking your own food washing your car these can all be used to transmute low negative or dense energies as well but don't stress if you're a lazy spiritualist like me Getting these services provided can be great for your spirit and body as well because you're showing gratitude and you're still, the energy is still being transmuted through how the the feeling that these services provides to you. So, um, like I said, playing an instrument, singing, rapping, or even wearing African waist beads to connect to your roots can all be healing and ways to release energy from your body. But these are just n- normal things that we do, like, every day. They, they're not perceived as spiritual. Uh, wearing a cross necklace, wearing a God is Dope t-shirt, um, using uh, weed as a medicinal plant, creating art, acting, working out, walking in nature, 
Regular everyday stretches, conscious breathing, being funny, and the ability to laugh and make light of life. These can all be more spiritual than most of these practices and modalities that people are promoting out here. This is what I'm saying. Like, don't, it, it don't have to be grandiose. That's just an ego thing. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Respectfully. New age spirituality got people out here feeling like they got to be gods to have enlightenment and abundant life. And then get that out of here. That That's not real. That's not reality. Maybe so, but you don't have to. I just gave you, I, I don't know how many examples of regular everyday things that you can do that can um, help attune you to abundance and spirituality. I also have another video called Make the Mundane or Give the Mundane Meaning, something like that. I'll I'll put it in the segment so you can look at that as well. Okay, so some more everyday things that we already do that can have spiritual impact. Self, radical self-care practices. Um, like I said, I heard this first from, you know, the hood healer. And it's kind of like basically really just nurturing your your body. I don't know what her concept is, but when I hear it, I just know that it means to me nurturing every aspect of, of you, of, of self. Um, use the basics of every day and taking care of your vessel, your body, as a gateway to self-love, self-confidence. Um, and just overall growth. So you can do meditation. Oh, well, well, also, I'm sorry. It's also a gateway to meditation, mindfulness, and reflection. So that's a double double meaning. So you're doing the basic things that cater to your physical body, but it also can provide as self love, self confidence, a way to meditate, a way to be mindful, and a way to reflect. So. In a spiritual or routine, it don't have to be so kumbaya or uh, what we think of as a traditional spiritualist. But you can literally be brushing your teeth, gargling your mouthwash, grooming your body uh, and hair, using lotion, washing your face and hair, taking more uh, showers or baths, um, cleaning up, spring cleaning, throwing away used things, um, ironing your clothes or taking them to the cleaners. These can all be ways that you... Relieve stress, um, uh, be in your meditative state, you know, kind of just reflecting your mind, calming your mind. Uh, anything can be meditation. Anything can, can help you uh, practice mindfulness. Uh, anything can help you reflect. It's all about quieting the mind. It's all about, um, and then the self-love and self-confidence comes from you're actually nurturing the spirit you're nurturing your body so that that's what creates that self-love and self-confidence because if you don't have self-love you're not going to care enough to take care of yourself so when you're doing these actions it's promoting that self-love and self-confidence you know so it's all interconnected it's it, it has so many layers of purpose it's so multifaceted and i'm a i'm a big person on you know, two birds with one stone, for be- lack of better metaphor. But just like being able to hit, hit so many marks with just one in one fell swoop. Um, connect with the spirits within you. Get to know it. Learn it, what it likes and what it doesn't like. Ask yourself daily, what do I need? How am I neglecting my needs? Am I having fun? You know, um, I feel like we have multiple aspects of our spirit. And so the more you get to know what those aspects need and to continue to keep you moving on your journey then you'll have a more easier um how can i say road trip (laughs)
Um, but yeah, you can tell. You can tell by the coping mechanisms and sensation within your body. Your body is an oracle. So basically, this is kind of like how you tap into that um, like uh, spirit and to, to know what it needs and if you're how you if you're neglecting it, if it's if you're having fun. But I'm gonna go more into that on a specific video on how to get to know your own spirit. From my perspective, when I was newly awakened, I felt the constant pressure for my ego to be a certain way. Some examples, being vegan, having a, a degree, doing intricate yoga poses, meditating like a monk, being kumbaya all day long, use all natural products, do magic, etc. Instead of being true to where I was in my journey, I was trying to keep up with the spiritual Joneses and binging spirituality. And you can't do that. All to look spiritual and gain acceptance, validation, or some sort of recognition of respect. We can no longer seek validation from the wounded egos of the world. A person with a wounded ego, especially in a place of privilege for doing nothing but looking how they look, will not be willing to give you the equity or acknowledgement you are seeking. You have to obtain salvation from within. There is research on these intuitive tactics that we have. It's just disguise that needs to be decoded once again in relation to the people who are being secretly watched and used. Come on, what better group to learn about trauma and survival from than the black man and woman? They're not going to tell us that, though. Only capitalize off of it and cater to the interventions that work for them but don't really resonate with our souls. It's effed up, really. Just like the roach and other vermin of the world, they research and research how to kill them off and wonder how they still survive it after several attempts to come up with a better kryptonite to demolish them all. It's, it's like a sick experiment, never understanding, because we are saved. <laughs> like the old movie, I don't know if anybody has seen it before, but, they, but like he said, we babies kids, we don't die, we uh, multiply. <laughs> but seriously... I truly feel God chose us and we are highly favored and blessed. The only thing that stops you from tapping into that ignorance, I mean, I'm sorry, that stops you from tapping into that is ignorance. Suppression of the truth and overall unawareness of your power, your energy. That is the real secret, the real key to abundance. God loves you. You are worthy and deserve all the glory just as much as anyone else. And invest in your self-care knowing, here's another secret, pay attention, money is a physical manifestation of energy. It is a channel to liberate your spirit, cultivate self-love, confidence, and to show someone else love. There are many channels to love. I mean, I'm sorry, there are many channels to this money. A partner, a job, food stamps, unemployment, WIC, Medicaid, yeah, I said it, a friend, a PPP loan. <laughs> You are the source attracting the abundance. As long as you reframe your mindset and release the fears of guilt and shame and judgment that play as money blocks that are rooted in the ancestral traits or childhood conditioning, which are designed to block your blessings through feelings of scarcity and lack. 
as long as you're able to reframe those and rewire those you can get to this you can attune to the abundance that you are worthy and deserving of just like anybody else i have a money blog on my website feel free to read it i have not made a audio episode yet but i i'm that's coming soon and i don't want to hear i don't got 20 dollars for a facial some face cream when you're spending a hundred dollars at the turkey leg hut <laughs> if you can nurture your body from within you got to do it from without as well it's balanced baby Shoot, I love me a good uh, turkey leg and and and, and uh, the bowl with all the you know the shrimp and stuff on it. That's good. That's how you nurture it from within. Now you need to nurture it from without. Your body works hand in hand with your spirit. It's what allows you to show up as you in this world. You have to cherish it and nourish it. Show gratitude for it with radical self care. Now let's get into some of the roadblocks of. How this, how the roadblocks are basically how we don't use the mundane and we, we're not aware of this power. We're not aware of these things that we have been doing and how to harness that power of our own. The first one is oppression of the African-American history and, you know, the anthropology of African-Americans, how we have grown and adapted based on the experiences we've had um then you have conformity bias conformity bias you know fueled with that masa mentality ego has us trying to assimilate to a culture or lack thereof that doesn't feed our souls or spirits stop it just stop it (laughs) stop trying to be a part of a club that does not want you and that club is boring anyway and this is no slug at white people in general this is a slug at an oppressor at a uh a racial uh at race how can i say at a racist person someone who does not want to uplift you someone who makes you feel like you should be working to be a part of my group when i don't even when I'm feel superior to you, anyone who feels some sense of superiority, you should not be trying to join their club. But this is fueled by that deep seated lack of research for what works for certain ethnicities based on lineage and ancestry, basically the suppression and demonization of our history. And one of the biggest ones, abandonment, rejection, wounds around those making us desperately wanting to fit in and be accepted by people who can't even acknowledge our pain consciously they constantly deflecting and evading the truth because they can't handle the truth this isn't to spread hate but awareness to all i'm not into the race war i don't believe in divide and conquer because that is another tactic used to gain power like i say oppression of the truth is just a lie so I hope this has sparked some level of raised consciousness within you and you now know that you have the power to use your everyday things in life to lift and raise your vibration, elevate your spirit, uh, be in your passion, all these things that have multiple purposes, helping you, uh, helping you, helping you gain the, the gate, the keys to the gates of self-love self-confidence healing nurturing 
abundance, all of these things. But yeah, so God's grace has been with us. Why being human is spiritual, is spirituality, is because part of your journey as a spirit is to express and live your human experience. It's about expressing your emotions, honoring your needs, honoring all of these things within your human experience. It's like your spirit is your energetic body. Is composed of, you know, chakras and emotions. And so how can you align and integrate your body as whole if you don't honor the spiritual side of it, the spirit body, the energetic body, the body that houses the emotions and the energy centers, the meridians, the chakras, that part of, of not that knowledge, the awareness of that body of the spirit of the energetic body has been so suppressed within the black community that we are unaware of it. We just look at it. And then it's like with this new age spirituality, it is promoting a lot of, hierarchy, you know, a lot of roboticism, a lot of classism, a lot of you need to be this way, be um, kumbaya uh, all the time. Like we're humans. <laughs> that will drive you crazy. It's, it's great to have um, a level of positivity, meaning that you don't allow people to take your power and you don't allow people to just make you mad and pop off and triggered all the time. You become more aware of your triggers. You become more aware of the wounds that you have from the past and from the, you know, the trapped emotions that you may have or from the um, inherited emotions that you may have from hundreds of years of generations passed down. Uh, you know, a, for black people, I know collectively it deals with a lot of fear, terror panic, abandonment, rejection. Um, those are a lot of the things that we carry generation to generation to generation. But it's like, just start to live in your authentic emotions that will release a lot of the trapped emotions. Sometimes you need to express rage. Sometimes you need to express anger. Sometimes you need to express sadness. Sometimes you need to express depression. Sometimes you need to express anxiety and just really sit within those emotions, really give those emotions space. I'm not saying take it out on somebody where you become violent and abusive. What I'm saying is find ways to release it. And that's why um, in the, uh, God's, Grace video, I talk about that. So it's basically the, the idea that you need to use everyday things to release those emotions. Rise and shine your light and opulence, my solution seekers. It's your girl, the spiritual activist, coming to you with another episode. On today's episode and reflection within my own personal life, I wanted to talk about how to make life more fulfilling and take the mundane things that which are considered the boring everyday day-to-day routines that we do in and on the in and out of you know living like what we think that life is all about how to make them more fulfilling a while back when I used to walk at the park like um daily you know sometimes I would call my sister and we would talk and we would have so much so many enlightening conversations and you know um the energy would just always spark so many epiphanies for me but I was like, you know what? Why does fitness have to be boring? 
you know, I feel like people, you know, sometimes really do love the typical gym. And some people kind of just grow and adapt to love it based on the results that they get. But sometimes what I feel like people don't realize is the more you truly enjoy something, the I feel like the better the results are. And a lot of fitness gurus, I don't feel like talk about that. They don't talk about the spiritual aspect of actually doing something. They don't talk about how your your mood and your spirit feeling fulfilled actually plays a, a toll in the results that you get. The the physical hormones that you release, the feeling of joy that you have, how that can affect the how can I say the outcome of your results. I was working out, trying all kinds of different stuff, you know, eating healthy, doing this workout plan, doing that workout plan. And I really wasn't getting results. But you know what started getting me results? Actually taking in consideration my holistic wellness. Actually just walking at the park. And then altogether, I kind of fell off on walking. And I still lost 30 pounds. 30 pounds. I went from 177 to 140. Late, The latest, the smallest I've gotten about a couple weeks ago was about 141. Or 146. Either way, that's about 30, you know. So the point is. It wasn't the working out <laughs> that was my issue. And I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's going to get the same results as I did. But for me, the stress, people don't realize you carry stress a lot of times in your abdomen, like your lower belly, which is like one of the hardest parts to lose. I'm not saying I don't have that because that's still one of my target areas, but it has went down drastically. And I think it's something to do with, it's like cortisone, cortisol, something. It's a hormone or something I feel that plays a role you can do your research around it but whatever the point is I feel like fitness should be fun I feel like work should be fun I feel like learning should be fun I don't feel like things have to be boring as black people I feel like the fact of how we have evolved with so much flavor and adding so much to things to help us get through tough times we constantly need that in our everyday life too that's why jobs are boring that's why school is boring it's not fulfilling it doesn't give us meaning it's it's just we're, we're like tell me why i need this <laughs> or make make the make it make sense <laughs> you know so like my son i noticed he likes to learn in a more unconventional way which is why i'm um contemplating on doing some kind of homeschooling or at least a school that i feel like cultivates this creative exploration or whatever because you know we go outside we walk we do nature walks and i teach him things about life in those nature walks you know we may do counting we may say okay how many acorns you got and i might say oh i got i threw one at you that's one and you know i'm i'm making it fun i'm teaching him about counting and i'm teaching him about nature like it's so multifaceted and so um diverse and and just you know it's just fun it's fulfilling it's something different i feel like he um responds to that well it's same thing with work if work feels boring or just unfulfilling or there's no meaning, I'm not going to lie. I've bounced from so many jobs, and it's because I stopped losing the meaning. I always knew I wanted to help people, and the majority of my jobs were helpful, but sometimes I just needed just to make ends meet, and I, and I needed to, uh, you know, get money. So I took jobs that I knew were not feeding my soul. That's where the fulfillment comes. The fulfillment comes with feeding your soul. Even like this, I, I kind of spoke on this on another video um, when things become obligations, sometimes it takes the passion away. Sometimes it takes that soul fulfilling energy away, you know, um, from anything. 
from intimacy, from cooking, from um, working, from parenting, when you start feeling like it's a job and it's not something that you can pour your love and your heart into, you lose that passion and that drive to continue to do it. So try to cultivate and make and set prayers and intentions to cultivate that fulfillment. You know, that fun, back into everything. But the main thing I wanted to talk about in doing that, one of my biggest challenges was the fitness. You know, because I need to continue to move our body as, um, you know, I read somewhere about, you know, black people, because of the melanin, we need multiple more hours in the sunlight than the average person. And especially the vitamin D, that also is like a hormone stabilizing, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But anyway, it helps with your mood. So with depression, with and, and maintaining your energy and your mood, you have to take account the physical things as well. You know, it's not just inner work or dialogue. It's, it's a holistic aspect. And that's what I'm all about. So, um, yeah, going outside. So I'm trying to figure out ways that I can make it fun. I'm setting goals to, you know, join. If, you, if money's tight, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Do the trial periods. Do the month of the boxing classes. I know I'm going to try to probably register for this nine rounds. I think they do like a month free. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Plus, I'm doing a double whammy because I'm using it to help me uh, with my anger management. So I can release stress and take some, blow some steam off and get fitness all at the same time and have fun because I'm going to try to do it with my friend. So do you see how... That's the balance. That's being able to to do so many things in one thing. I love, uh, I, for lack of better uh, metaphor, killing two birds with one stone. Um, but yeah. But another thing I want to do, I want to uh, do a pole dancing class. I love. If you know me, you know I love dancing. So I want to do a pole dancing class. I want to do like an Afro beats, a soca class, um, African dance class. I took that at, at when I was going to HCC. I was doing an um, African dance class. And when I say I loved it, ooh, it was so funny. You burn like 500 to 700 calories. Now, the last, the, the performance at the end, I, I did not want to do that. <laughs> but I conquered it and I did it. But it was so fun, you know. I got to connect with that energy of the room. And I feed off the energy. I love doing group classes with women because I feel like it's so empowering. We We lift each other up and there's so many compliments. It's like, if you're doing something, if you're doing some kind of self-improvement course or class, you're bound to be exposed to nothing but women who are on a positive energy. You know what I'm saying? So we all know, girl, you did good. No, you did good. It's just loaded with confidence. You walk into that feeling so much, so good. It's so, it's such a good energy. It's so, um, it's so uplifting to the spirit. And so these are the things that I say. That's why, I, you know, the, as a spiritual activist, I'm all about uplifting that spirit. In a holistic way, in all ways, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, all, all aspects to lift that spirit. We are a spirit first having a human experience. This is how you bridge that gap to create that balance, to make the journey easier. Sometimes the superficial, mundane things are here to help you go along on your journey easier. And you have to know how to use those things and not allow people's judgments or, you know, their conditioning to sway you or, or, or have you doubting yourself. But, yeah, and I even, you know, I'm so corny. I love words. Even, you know, I'm not just a genius or an encyclopedia or Webster. 
But my um, partner always says, oh, you, you think you Webster? Like, you the dictionary, huh? But Because um, I'm quick to call somebody on words like I don't mess up. But uh, so I love alliterations. Alliterations is when the first letter of, of like, say, some words in uh, after each other start with the same thing. So, like, seven silly silver stars. They all started with the S. I like that. So I said, I'm going to start calling my fitness journey. Uh, I'm going to do it on Fridays, and I'm going to call it Fun Fulfilling Fitness Friday. That's just my little corniness. Yes. <laughs> I like being like that. It's just it's good to me. That's a little part of me. I'm I'm quirky. Um, you can say I'm weird, awkward, whatever you may perceive it as. But I, I've grown to love the goofiness of me. I'm not here to be to make you laugh, but I'm here to be myself. And if it happens to make you laugh, then it's good. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, guys, so um, as always, someone who cares, the spiritual activist, peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. Keep God first. I love you guys. Peace out. All right, y'all. So today I want to just kind of share a story and talk about stress management and stress, especially for black people, especially in this time right now that we're in, you know, with the whole whatever pandemic and whatnot but um so let's see how did the story go what happened so I went running if you listen to my morning uh Monday morning motivational uh episode then you'll know that I went running and then after that I usually I do sometimes get headaches when I run in the heat and um haven't run for for a while like you know a week or so but um, the headache just, I get migraines, but this one was exceptionally intense. Um, and they're always intense, but it was even more intense than usual. And it didn't seem like the source was something. Like, usually I feel like there are many triggers for my migraines, but usually I feel like it's it'll be either heat or um, dehydration or um, overworking. Like, is my body trying to tell me, you need to chill out, just calm down, because that's migraines are really the only thing that, that put me out everything else I kind of can muster through and still do what I got to do but when I have a migraine I can't drive I can't clean I barely can even maintain you know my son so I have to have like you know uh thank god my husband will be around or something like that but um this one it was more like I started realizing like dang it's this tension that I've been having in my shoulder for over almost a year since like I've been saying I need a massage since like last year before my birthday my birthday's in November so even before that I was saying I'm gonna get a massage in November that that year passed didn't do it um I've been saying all this year I still haven't gotten it and then so it was just so debilitating this migraine I ended up uh going to the ER the next day even though it kind of had went down but that whole night I really couldn't even sleep it was just horrible but so I went and um they couldn't they just like okay we'll give you this pain medicine and um what else muscle relaxer and so I was like okay what's that's not going to solve the problem that's just like a band-aid which I already kind of expected but I thought they were going to you know refer me to some kind of like physical therapy or something they're like well it's probably because you were dehydrated or you haven't ran in a while and in the, in the muscle spasm I'm like that could be it but that's still not going to solve the problem I need to like I need this pain to go away. I have like no range of motion. So I decided to go to the, uh, like to get a deep tissue massage because it was really like necessary. Like for me, it was like excruciating. So um, 
I did that. And when I tell you that knot had grown, like this is, I feel like a knot that has been there my whole life. It's like 30 something years of, of stress that built up into these knots that are in like my uh, trapezes or like the shoulder muscles. And oh my gosh, like it wore the therapist out, like the, the, the masseuse out. They had to go out several times and for a break <laughs> because that's how bad that like my body was so tense and neck and, and shoulders and, and all that triggered the headache because it's all interconnected. And that just kind of just shows you too, like how interconnected the whole body is and, and just uh life in general. But so um, that made me feel like a lot better, but it just kind of goes to show you, this is all to say that when you have stress, notice when you're feeling stress, where in your body that, that you hold that stress, because you can be walking around so like blind to where you have been holding this stress in your body. And this is why they say like trauma and, and all these things are housed in your body. And so when you're carrying it, it sends signal to your brain. And this is when the thoughts come up and then the thoughts uh, communicate back to the body. And this is where you feel like you're always in this fight or flight, constantly this survival mode. You know, you're not ever able to rest um, and digest or, you know, relax, in other words. So, yeah, I was just like, just, oh, try to rub this little knot, knot, knot. And end up, it made, like, my body's like, okay, spirit, you know, you finna go, you finna have this headache forever or you finna go get get it done, taken care of or whatever. So, yeah, just whenever you're feeling stressed, kind of notice where you're holding that stress. Like, you know, is it in your shoulders? Is it in your back? And, you know, part of, you know, uh, self-love is self-care and you need to maintain that as well. I know for a lot of us, we didn't really grow up knowing about going to get massages or doing these types of things. And for me, that was like my uh, first massage ever. So it was something new to me, you know, professional-wise, whatever. But it was something new to me to do, and it was very necessary. And it's something that I do want to incorporate in my uh, daily, not daily, but like, you know, monthly or, you know, every so often, like, self-care regimen. So these are just things I want you to contemplate because, we are in stressful times and a lot of times we just go through life and not even being consciously aware of the things that's going on within our body. And the more and more I become, um, how can I say, not analytical, but the more and more I like just analyze and uh, pay attention to my body and, and, and get more into my body, I can I notice the things that it needs. And that's part of the spirit as well. You know, your spirit is communicating through your body. Your body is your oracle. So, um yeah, just kind of maintaining. There are a lot of things that you could do to uh, manage your stress. And I'm, I'm working on a video right now to kind of add on top of, you know, making the mundane things have meaning because um, they can serve a purpose of stress management. And so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically try to do uh, like, how can I say? Yeah, just just being mindful of that, guys. So be mindful, do some self-care, make sure you're staying aware of your body and its needs and take care of that vessel because it's important. Your body is important. But uh, that's all I want to say. I want to do this quick thing about that, share that, and kind of keep you guys aware and, and stay, in, um, um, how can I say, continue to maintain your stress and deal with those issues that you may be having.